With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. It was a three-point game, and then the, Mike, the offense goes three and out. They get the punt return. Uh, it, this team does not seem to be able to keep momentum. Has that been an issue all year long, or is it just short of day? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously the punt return was a was a big play in the game, and uh, you know, so. Well, welcome in Purple Daily comments from YouTube Monday staple here at the old Score North. Mike Zimmer very excited by a question from our colleague downstairs, Joe Schmidt. To answer um, why the momentum was not great, in fairness to Joe, I don't think there was an answer that Zim gave yesterday that was more than 20 seconds or so. So that sort of encapsulated the day as the Vikings lose to the Rams. Um, Zolgad, Declan Goff, again, Purple Daily, as always, sponsored by our friends at Surly Brewing Company, presenting sponsor Surly Brewing, and also sponsored by our friends at TCL TV. Enjoy more with TCL. Hopefully you're watching sports and getting the ultimate satisfaction of sports viewing because you have a TCL TV. Declan Goff, comments from YouTube. It's all about you. It is. And the commenters. The commenters have commented on our YouTube page since the last Fentline episode has been posted. A lot of conversations about resetting, and then also a few things on where to head for the next two weeks after this uh, debacle that happened against the Rams. So we'll start with this one from Dennis. Dennis says, you guys are nuts. The owners are not going to do a hard set. All personnel you want gone will be back next year because the owners don't care because as long as their revenue continues to flow, there is no reason for any change. They only care about their bottom line. Judd, do the Wilfs only care about their bottom line, and do you think everyone is back next season? And include, that would include, obviously, Rick Spiel, uh, Spielman, Zimmer, Cousins. Yep, yep. no and no. Um, I don't agree, and I don't think they're all back. I, I do, am I going to be shocked if one one is back? Maybe two? Maybe Rick in a different job? Absolutely not. The Wilfs are first and foremost fans, and they want to win. And they also want to um, keep the bottom line as successful as possible. And I think that they see what we all see, which is there is an apathy growing towards this franchise, which it's the Vikings, so it's never going to be like it is with the Twins, where it's just like people bail left and right. But there's an apathy growing with this franchise that it doesn't take a genius to see. So they're going to make changes. This has run its course. You'd have to be an idiot to look at this and say, oh, it's fine. It'll be fine. The Wilfs 
as Doogie has said a thousand times, he's right. The Wilfs had huge expectations coming into this year that th- this team was going to be very successful and very good. And they have not been. They've been very disappointing. So, but like, are they mercenaries? No, they are fans. They're big fans. They want to win. So do I think they're afraid of, of being awful? Yes. Do I think that they are Red McCombs? I don't care about the team. No. So I, 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 I'll defend the Wilfs. Look, they're incredibly rich people. So, yes, they care about their cash. They care about income. I'm not for one second saying that they don't. But I'll defend them in saying um, they also want to win. They are football fans first and foremost. Their other businesses, incredibly successful, I think. They're fine there. This one, they want to make as much as possible, but Dex, they want to win. These are these are not bad owners. Craig Leopold, another huge fan, is a good owner. They're all misguided at times. Sure. We all are. But I'm not going to dump on on these guys as, you know, businessmen who don't care about their teams. I think they do. I agree. I, I, I don't think um, the Wilfs are, are so hard-pressed in their bottom line financially to say they wouldn't make moves. If anything, I think they can recognize that financially things are stale, and you can't just continue to do the same things if, if you're looking to improve your bottom line either. So I think in general, yeah, I think I don't know if it's a hard all-three-dragon reset like we've been talking and kind of even wanting to happen, uh, but I, I do think there's some changes. There's no way they they just run this all back again. Uh, next season, pending them literally making it to the NFC Championship game or winning a Super Bowl. Uh, DB says, coaching is the problem. Cousins is not the problem. What do you think of oh, DB's comment? Is, is coaching the bigger problem? Is Kirk the bigger problem? How would you assess that, Jen? The whole thing does not work. Quit defending anybody. The whole thing does not work. The whole thing is flawed. There are elements that should be kept um, who are very good. Justin Jefferson is very good. But we have this weird knee-jerk reaction to be like, it's Kirk. No, it's Mike. No, it's no, it's the whole thing. It doesn't work. And Kirk and Mike don't work together. And I don't think Kirk is wired mentally to win a Super Bowl or make a playoff run. And, and look, I mean, Kirk's been doing this for a long time. He's never been successful in the playoffs. He's won a game or two, but he's never been. So the whole thing, they took a chance. It didn't work. I would be willing to let a new coach and GM decide on Kirk, but I'm not going to be surprised if they take a look at Kirk and say, eh, I don't think so. So, like, we've got this weird need to pick sides. Don't pick sides. Turn on everybody. That, that's what you do right now. Turn on them all, aside from a few special players. But this is why I want a GM to come in with a fresh viewpoint. Because that person can then say, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone, you're, you stay. Um, what I don't want is Rick Spielman to make a decision on a quarterback ever again for this franchise. Mm. I don't. I, th- I think it's most likely of the three that stay. Um, I think it is actually Spielman, if I was a betting man. I know some sure. people actually might even disagree and say, well, Kirk's the one that would most likely stay because of his cap hit and just the, the sure. hurdles you have to jump through to possibly move him. I think Spielman's the one who's most likely to stay, but I, I think it's time to just recognize that, hey, we had a run here of of all these guys in charge, and it's just it, it's gotten stale. It's just it's not working. You have to address it, move on from it. Um I I I think it's a little bit of both to answer, you know, his question there. I, I think it's both Kirk and Zimmer's fault to a degree. But I, I, I do think in general they just need a completely hard reset. 
J.H. wants to know, Dear Wilfs, he has three steps for the Wilfs, Judd. Okay. Step one, find a new GM. Step two, find the trade partner for Kirk Cousins. Step three, find the head coach. Now, I will say those are three steps that are what we've been talking about. But in terms of the order of operations, I'm guessing you would fire the head coach first. Uh-huh. You would then, if you wanted to, reassess your general manager and then go into the thought process of trading Kirk Cousins. Is that probably the more right order of operations there? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, I would, um, yeah, I think Mike's gone January 10th. And, um, again, I'm going back to, I think the Jeremy Fowler report that Spielman might be kicked upstairs is what's going to, if if Rick Spielman's job is going to change, I don't think he'll flat out be fired. I think he'll be promoted to a, a different job that's not GM. And then you would bring in the GM after that. And then he would hire the coach. And keep in mind, too, though, so so while you would move fairly quickly on the coach and GM for sure, Dex, you don't move on Kirk until March. So, like, there's time, there's a month plus, potentially, uh, or at least a solid month, to get people in place to decide on Kirk. Kirk's not, Kirk is not an issue of any sort, really, until March. So, Kirk is the last piece. and. I think your strategy is probably right. And I think Mike is gone for sure. Rick, I'm I'm not sure about. Um, I think it's a good idea. And again, I don't think he's gone. But yeah, there the whole thing is so it's not it's not that it goes Mike's fired, Rick is promoted or fired, and Kirk is gone. Uh the Kirk thing is after. Yeah. So the whole Kirk thing is not part of what's going to transpire immediately with Mike and Rick potentially. Kirk is after the fact, and and now, you know, and this also includes, to be fair to Kirk, this includes, you know, Harrison Smith and Thielen. I'm, if you brought in a new GM and coach, I guarantee you they would not, like, rubber stamp this whole thing. Oh, Rick Spielman was the greatest ever. This is great. They would make changes. Kirk might be one of them. But the player evaluation thing, you've got February to do, and then when the league year opens in, in March, first couple of weeks in March, I believe, when that takes place, that's when you see the decisions uh, start to get made on guys like Kirk and, and Smith and probably some more veteran players. Uh, Wayne wants to know, he has two head coaching options and he wants your thoughts on both. He says, Eric Bieniemy versus Kellen Moore, your thoughts, please. Judd, make the case uh, for which Ooh. one you'd like more for the, to be the Vikings head coach in 2022. I'm going to I'm going to bail a little bit on this okay. question and say okay. this. I think you would need to know more and talk to both. Mm-hmm. Um what's their philosophy? What have they learned? Like Kellen Moore is a hot name, but we don't know that much about him. Um he might be great, but like we we always go down this path of oh the OC is great, <laughs> right? But like as we, you know, going back to the conversations that we've had the last couple of weeks with Mackey about this Dex, can this person h- handle um 53 to 60 plus grown men as, as a leader, like just calling plays. You're you're not the OC. You're the head coach. Can he, can he, um, um, delegate successfully? Can, you know, so the enemy intrigues me. Now the enemy will ride players hard. Um, case in point here, we, we've discussed this Adrian Peterson. He, he was Peterson's first position coach. And eventually, I mean, those two got into it at times. 
but he's worked for Andy Reid. He's seen success. He's got ideas. Kellen Moore, same thing. But I don't think it's fair to make like a judgment without knowing a damn thing about these guys as potential coaches. Like this is why you got to sit down and talk to them and have a plan, right? Um, So I'd be just spitballing and guessing. Uh, Both intrigue me. Um, I will say this, the football, the football thing to do, which is to hire the exact opposite of the guy that you had is probably more right now. He's young. He's an offensive mind. I'm sure he's fiery, but he's not Zimmer, old cantankerous guy. So that wouldn't surprise me one bit, but I would really like to, and, and this is why if you get a new GM, it helps because that person probably knows people. And like he'll he'll know things going in, um, and that's where where you get a reset of sorts that I think becomes pretty important. Yeah, I, I'm I'm bullish on Kellen Moore. Obviously, I, I think he's he's the guy that I like more. But I I'm, I'm not going to die on the hill if they do this interview process and they bring in a B enemy and they bring in a Doug Peterson. Um, I'm curious on who is evaluating that decision. Uh, but I, I, I'm bullish mostly on Kellen Moore. I think he's an offensive guru genius. I think he's that next guy. But I'm, I'm also going to trust the process of the interviewing. I'm not just going to be married to, to one dude here. I, I, there, there's a lot of good candidates out there. And Moore is young. He could be flawed by all measures. Which is, which is why I don't want Rick doing this. I want a new GM. Mm-hmm. I want somebody. I, I, don't, I no longer trust Rick enough to have him lead this search. Yep. Next question here from Dominique. He says, why do every year under Zim regimes we have a chance to make the playoffs or need a game to make the playoffs and the team folds? Judd, how do you try to quantify this? Because this goes back. This goes back to 2016 when the team got off to 5-0 and but still could control their destiny and, could, and couldn't muster to do so. In 2018, you just got to beat the second-string Bears the last game of the season. You couldn't do so. Uh, last year in 2020, you melt down in December. Obviously, what happened yesterday against the Rams. How do you kind of quantify this? This team, first of all, gets unnecessarily tight at times. We've seen that before. And they love to come from behind as far as we're two games below 500. Here come the Vikings. Okay, now we're seven and seven. Oh, my God, there's pressure. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, no. And Zim gets tight and the team gets tight or the team doesn't know how to handle they they just don't have, and this is the entire team, they don't have that gene that basically allows you um, to embrace adversity and overcome it. The thing that made the 2017 season so much fun and so special was they did it until that last game, which was a disaster. They did it. Bradford gets hurt week one. That thing could have fallen apart. Keenum steps in. If I'm not mistaken, they lose at Pittsburgh. So we're all like, this is going to be a long year, right? They lost three games. Keenum embraced it. Now, was Keenum a great quarterback? Absolutely not. He had a magical year. But you know what? For that year, it was just this magic carpet ride, which football teams have the right to go on. The Vikings don't seem to have the ability under Mike, though, to take that step. Because you're right. Like, in every way, shape, and form, they have fallen apart, right? 2016, undefeated, unbelievable. They lose a game at Philadelphia. 
Mike goes ballistic. My offensive line was soft. Yeah. The worst four-letter word that you can use to football players. You can call them F-bombs all day long, and they don't care. Soft? That's the worst thing. Um, and so all of those things, to, to your point, last year, rally, rallying back, right? Rallying back. Now here's your chance. Can't do it. This year, same thing. They don't – I. it just feels like all of the important – the most important people – head coach, quarterback, everybody gets uptight. Everybody gets wound way too tight. And then yesterday, you know, as Jefferson said, I walked in the locker room and there was no sense of this is urgency. It's like they can't handle it. It drives you crazy. It does. It's why I'm done. It, it It's why I'm done with the current incarnation. Josh says after the Vikes lose to the Packers and officially are eliminated, the lone remaining smartest thing this team can do this season, and this is going to be the next theme of our questions here, Jugs. I have a ton more comments on it, is to okay. start Kellen Mond the final game against the Bears. This will be a positive regardless of the result in his development, and it will be something the new regime can evaluate and work with next spring and summer. If, if the Vikings lose to the pack, Judd, per, just percentage chance you think Kellen Mond starts that, that meaningless game against the Bears, just as of right now. So they lose to the Packers this Sunday night. What's the chance that Kellen Mond does start the finale? To be clear, this is not my, what I would do. Yeah. So yes. So this is what they would do. 5% chance. 5%. Very small. Okay. 5%. 5%. Kirk's going to want to start. Um, and I don't think the Vikings have the ability to see what people are saying, which is give the kid a chance. We know nothing about him. I think the Vikings, I think it's an incredibly small chance. I love the idea. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Like, we have no idea. We don't know a damn thing about this kid. Um, But I think it's 5%. You? What's your opinion? I, I think if, if they if they get their asses kicked in Lambeau, which is a realistic possibility, um, I, I think it's like a 50-50. I think it's a complete toss-up. You think Mike would approve it? See, I think Mike would be like, "Well, I'm not going to do something for the future if I'm." Uh, and Kirk and Kirk would be like, "But I'm the quarterback. I should play." Um, I I don't mind the idea one bit. I just don't think they would. Well, do what, it. what I'm what I'm Hopefully curious I'm what I'm curious is if if they let's say they lose the Packers and and they do what I suggested that they did on Mackie and Joe, which is they blow out Mike with one seat with one week to go. You know, they name Andre Patterson for that last game or whoever the hell some slappy. Tell more start. Then. It's obviously. I think it's. I think it's a lock that Kellen Mond would start, right? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say lock. lock not a lock, but a, a better chance. Sorry. But I, a better chance. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But I just don't think I. I don't think they're going to blow Mike out until after the season is done. I really don't. I don't think they're going to create. Um. I shouldn't guarantee it. I just don't think they're going to because he's been here so long and had good years for the most part. I don't think they would fire him like that. But there is a case to be made, Declan, that you're exactly right. Because the fact that you can talk to people right now it's huge. makes it intriguing. Mm-hmm. It makes it it makes it intriguing. I mean, Jacksonville, you think they're not making some phone calls today? Right. Las Vegas, you think they're not? So, like, the competition here is going to be quicker. Uh, David says, he says, play Kellen Mond these last two weeks. Now, they're, 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 they won't start Kellen Mond against the Packers unless a certain quarterback lands on a COVID list. But um, 
I, I, I think, yeah, if, if you were to lose the Packer game, yeah, it's basically an exhibition game, man. It, it, it means absolutely nothing for both those teams. Um, I, I, I think if the Bears and the Vikings were smart, they would start this process. They would, they would start their head coaching process this time next week. I'm actually surprised. We're obviously recording this on Monday afternoon, so maybe Matt Nagy gets blown out by the time this posts and whatnot. But Bears don't do it. But Bears the, never, but the have, Bears never, never have. fired a coach during a season, ever. Um, the one thing with Mon, too, though, is I'll caution you on this. We have no clue. Like, we don't know anything about the guy. We have zero idea. Him, him handing the football off that I had AJ tweet out got 10,000 views because nobody knows a damn thing. I know, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, people are excited and they think he might be something, but we know nothing about this kid. Uh, seven says, why don't we use Kane Nuwangu and Mon Moore and explode the offense? Uh, you, you thought about, cause at the beginning of this NFL season, there was like Trey Lance packages, right? And there was these weird little packages uh-huh. for specific quarterbacks. The Eagles are using a little two quarterback set sometimes with Jalen Hurts and, and Gardner Minshew and, and teams have done this. San Francisco, same thing. Why don't the Vikings use Kane Nuwangu and, and maybe even Kellen Mon Moore? Well, to me, that's too separate points because mond i don't know like like i can th- theorize about mond but again we know nothing about him nuongo i have no idea um it's one of the most so he was used again uh with cook out madison starting today was used again to run the football like he is a normal running back and i don't get it how do you not develop a package of plays how do you not t- i mean he is not, first of all, he's not like, uh, let's just have him run up the A-gap. That's not him. He is a incredibly fast, special, I think he's gifted. Like, I think he's got some gifts. Why you wouldn't come up with a package of plays? Like, I saw it in training camp before he, he got hurt, Dex. I have no idea. Like, Mond, I don't know. Mond could play and fall flat on his face. I have no clue. But. I'm convinced that if you came up with a creative package of plays for Nuangu, that you would have an opportunity that they would work, mm-hmm. or at least one of them. So I don't, I don't know. I, it's this team. There are so many things that I just don't get. Mm-hmm. Michael says, "I wonder if the Vikings' offensive players really want to be contenders. They seem to have. They seem to not." gel and i don't think they see potential with their current oc coach and quarterback i will say the frustration level on all these playmakers Thielen, jefferson even dalvin cook i know he wasn't active yes uh, last week they look upset they look po'd especially mm-hmm. Thielen and jefferson i think the most they look like the leading mm-hmm. candidates of, of who looks really upset out there mm-hmm. which is why stefan diggs wanted out yeah stefan diggs didn't like decide he didn't like the state <laughs> Stephon Diggs looked at what this team was doing and said, hold on a second here. You've got me and at the time Thielen and Dalvin, and this is what you're doing. So, yeah, I, I don't blame these guys. Um, again, I think it just goes back to one s- simple phrase. It doesn't work. It doesn't gel. It doesn't feel right. Like they make plays occasionally, but you look at the opportunity and then the execution. I'm sorry. It does. It does not work. And I just saw a stat tweeted t- today about how no one should complain about Jefferson's targets because he's being targeted a ton, and I don't know if it's going to set a, a mark or something. But 
again, that's the problem with statistics is we look at them and make judgments. You got to watch the games. Justin Jefferson can have as many targets as, as you know, he can have 20 targets. But when he gets one in the red zone in that game yesterday, mm-hmm. one, and you were in the red zone five times, that's not a good use of one of your best players. No, not at all. So, so like our problem is we look at the analytics and statistics and this, this goes back to um, a subject Declan that you've talked about with hockey a ton. We don't want, we don't have people to watch the games. Yeah. They just look at the, so Justin Jefferson and Thielen and the frustration that's been felt for quite some time, I think completely understandable and the last time i checked statistical compilation doesn't win games so like justin jefferson has all these stats he can't complain actually he can complain (laughs) justin jefferson has never worn a vikings jersey and been over 500 that's why he can complain he's won a he's won a national championship correct yes he has college Mm -hmm. so he knows what that looks like right so, and do you think that Justin Jefferson goes home? It's like, got my stats. What's no. a win? He wants a win. Yeah. I so, think, I think he's very proud. Of, I think he's a proud of his accomplishments and his statistics for sure. Cause he's been vocal about 100%. that, but he cares about winning. He cares about winning. Yeah. Cause he knows what it looks like. Yeah. Last one here from Tony after uh, the, the one takeaway from yesterday's game. And I'm just doing this probably to set you off. Uh, they don't have their starting defensive end. They're not running up the middle. They're running against our ends. Can't you people see that? Tony That's trying to justify the uh, run defense. Uh, Tony, you go back and watch. So, Sony Michelle is running. He, he, they did have some runs to the outside. But go back and watch. They also had runs that are going through the defensive tackles. So, like, I, I don't know what to say to that other than it's just wrong. It, it, it's incorrect. Yeah. Um, are they going at the ends of times? Of course, they should. But for what you're paying those defensive tackles and Kendricks too, you are not getting what you paid for. And that's your fault if you're the Vikings because you signed them. They're your guys. Your guy. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm getting the occasion. It feels like it's it's like not that much now, Dex. I'm getting the occasional, well, can't you see? I, I got one about, well, we had our JV yesterday against the Rams varsity. I'm like, well, first of all, that's not true that's because not true. the Rams offensive line was their uh, JV once their center got hurt. And the other thing is, last time I checked, Kendricks, Tomlinson, Pierce, varsity players. No so, kidding. But anyway, these... uh. These complaints about, like, you guys don't understand are becoming more and more isolated. And I feel like there's just a small group now who feels like, oh, man, just bring this team, bring these guys back. I I like these guys. That's your right. You're just, unfortunately, that's your right, but you're wrong. Well, that'll wrap up our comments edition from YouTube. But, uh, Judd Zolgad, hmm. when you finish don't reading wanna... those comments, yeah. no, 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 when you finish reading those comments, Give okay. it to me. Give it to me. Okay. Yeah. You finish reading those comments and you get a furious one like that that sets you off, like Tony just said about the defensive ends. What's 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 the thing you go go and turn to the most? Uh, you know what I like to do? I like to come on and get happy with my favorite beer, Surly Furious. You know, it's funny that a beer, Surly Furious, 
the very definition of being angry and then live it, right? Well, in this case, the twist is it makes me happy. Surly, furious, and it's not just my favorite beer. I have found that more and more on Twitter, people are are showing me their cans. Show us your cans. Phil encourages. Um, I saw some some delicious surly pours or cans at at the Vikings game because surly furious available several locations throughout U.S. Bank Stadium today. I got a picture on Twitter of a guy who is um, leaving town, mm-hmm. airport bar, oh, surly God. furious, surly and the pour. Yes, I'm not going to kid you. The pour looked perfect. Yep, great airport pour, so good. So fantastic. And when we when we say show us your cans, don't don't be afraid to also show us your taps. Oh, show, yeah, us show us your taps. Yeah. I, it, I, I I will say surly out of like any any one. way the can it doesn't matter the pour a surly a surly tap is is oh primo I had one last night mm. at, at the local at the did local you? dive bar I did I had some wings oh, and a surly nice. furious I forgot to show me your show you your taps why well, thanks a lot yeah I'm sorry the I'm sorry these were partners and you forgot I know but yes yeah, so surly furious is the way to go and if you do want to show us um your cans or your taps. At Jay Zolgad, Z-U-L-G-A-D on Twitter. I will retweet it with a pithy comment. I will tag Declan and Phil. Yeah. They will provide a pithy comment. It'll just start a... It, it's a club. The Surly Club. The Surly you club. know what? You can't count on the Vikings. You can't count on Minnesota sports. But you know what you can count on, Declan Goff? Surly Brewing. Surly Furious. The way to go. Stay Surly. Stay Furious. Hit that subscribe button on this channel for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. Alex Booney. Joining with uh, Judge Zogad and Rhino. even the Kellen Mon, AJ Fredrickson tomorrow to produce Purple Daily. We'll be talking to you. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.